Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com, IWork, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian talk radio. Super big thanks goes out to Jose Cruz. He'll be engineering the show today. And just a couple of things before we get to our guest today. I work for him is focused on helping each one of us recognize that our workplace is our mission field. And that in that mission field, you and me, we may be the only Jesus that our coworkers and employees may ever meet. It's so important. And Martha, as you and I talk about that on a, on a, so many times during the week, it is so, sometimes it's just overwhelming when we talk with people and they're like, well, I want to know more. I want to know how to do it. It, it. And and sometimes it just feels inadequate being on the radio. But, you know, our heart and our passion, we try to share that on a, on a daily basis. We do. And um, one of the things that we really want our listeners to just understand is what they do matters, but how they do it and who they're doing it for is what really matters. And I think so many people feel like their life doesn't have much meaning between nine to five. And we say nine to five. Of course, we know there's no such thing as nine to five anymore. But the point is everybody understands when we go to work that what we do is how God created us to use our gifts, talents, and abilities, but to do it in a way that gives him the glory. It does take a paradigm shift in your mind. As we remind ourselves that Romans 12, 2 says this, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world. Why? Because they're just plain and simple screwed up. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. All right, today we have a very special guest. We don't very often get to host other radio talk show hosts, but today we do. Today we've got Ron and Johanna Eccles with us. They're talk show hosts right here on WTBN on Saturday mornings, broadcasting out of Tampa, but around the world on iHeartRadio. The name of their show is Unstoppable Christian. You can find out more about their show and about their ministry two different places, unstoppablechristian.com, unstoppablechristian.com, or on Facebook, Unstoppable Christian Worldwide. Rana Johanna, welcome to I Work For Him. That's, well, what, that's what you're supposed to say. Thank thank you. You. Talk back to me now. Hi, hi, Jen. Was, hi, Martha. How are you? I was being polite and let my wife go. Oh, I saw that. that. Was it was very so good. Nice. That's very good. All right, so let's just start us off. Ladies first. Johanna, how have you noticed the Lord working in the intimate details of your life recently? Well, this was a uh, uh, this is a very deep and personal question for me personally because uh, I have been dealing within the last past two decades with a lot of unforgiveness in my heart, and um, that has been the biggest thing uh, work that he has he's been doing forgiveness for my to myself and, and forgiveness to others. I I had a lot of issues with several people earlier in my life, in my early 20s, and throughout almost my 40s. And there was a lot of 
begrudging, like accumulated in my heart, and that was holding me back. And um, he he's been opening my heart and just oh, being just his magnificent self. Mm, unbelievable. I love hearing that, and it is so true. So if you heard that and you're like, yeah, you know, I kind of struggle with that unforgiveness of my heart, understand that Jesus said, listen, we need to forgive those who sinned against us, or, or, or I'm going to have an issue with you. I mean, it just says, hey, you need to free. I'm going to read that scripture. I'm not going to misquote it. I'll get it for you while we're listening to Ron. Ron, what about you? How have you noticed the Lord working in the intimate details of your life? I think that uh, coming from a conservative background, uh, being educated, being a doctor uh, in that world and just looking at people thinking, you know, you got to work real hard. You got to get your stuff. And, you you know, there's no excuses for people who are sitting around doing nothing. And yet I judged, unfortunately, the judgmentalism in my heart for so many years was so profound and I look today and I see a homeless person or I see someone struggling in a divorce and my heart breaks. I read of stories of people who are just away from God or people that are just struggling in the basic aspects of life and it just breaks me each and every day. I've become very sensitive and I cry a lot now, <laughs> a lot more. <laughs> that is, that's an amazing thing. The scripture I was talking about, we're talking about forgiveness and it is so true. As Martha and I are dealing with uh, mentoring, marriage mentoring, a lot of couples, this unforgiveness is something that a lot of couples struggle with, isn't it, Martha? It really is. And and you hit the nail that a lot of people don't acknowledge that they are not forgiving themselves. Mm. Yeah, that's and once they sure. understand that that's even something to talk about and start to face, they, they see the freedom that can come from that. You know, I had a very important new friend in my life said, you know, Jim, have you ever looked at the verse right after the Lord's Prayer? You know, we end the Lord's Prayer, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory and forever. Amen. That's not in the scripture, people. Read your Bible. It's not there. That's made up. That was, that was man's ending. Because really how Jesus ended this, after he said, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Then he started, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your heavenly Father forgive your trespasses. That's how the Lord's Prayer ends. And that comes with you. You need to forgive yourself. Forgive the stuff that people have done against you. It's just an amazing thing. All right, so we're going to run out of time in the middle of it. But Johanna, just speak really quickly on how you were first introduced to Christ. Oh, wow. Okay, I don't even remember. Uh, About 20 years ago. I was living in the States. I had um, come from Colombia and uh, I was living in Pennsylvania, but I was having um, just some vacation time in Miami at a friend's house. And he was a believer and I wanted to have a relationship with God, but I didn't really know what that was when I was I was brought up a Catholic. But I knew that there had to be something else. It was not all about just confessing your sins through somebody else. Uh, it there was always some like an obstacle between God and I. I said, no, no, no. It, for some reason, he put that in my heart that there had to be something else. So when I was uh, visiting my friend in, in Miami, uh, he was a believer, and he said, on a Wednesday night, you want to come with me to church? And I was like, church on a Wednesday night? That's weird. <laughs> so I asked him, what kind of church is this? It's just church. Okay, let's go. Well, that was it. The, the Holy Spirit just opened my heart. I was crying, bowling on the floor. I mean, it was amazing. That's pretty cool. Love to hear that kind of story. And and it's just been an uphill climb ever since. Yeah. <laughs> up and down and well, down yeah, and yeah. up and yes. We got we had I did a Facebook post not too long ago of of, of here here's what Christians think. Straight line going up. Yeah. Here's what God thinks. It's a line going up, but it has lots of hills and valleys and rivers and Amen. bridges and things like that. Ron, what about you? How did you 
become a Christ follower? Well, just like Johanna, I, I grew up in a Catholic background. I even went to a Catholic high school. And when I was when I graduated, I was 18 years old. I was going to college, and my freshman year, I was in martial arts for a fair amount of time. And a guy who was my uh, my lead instructor was also a very good friend of mine. After we finished working out one day, we went for our traditional pizza, and then afterwards we sat in front of my house, and he said to me, Ron, do you know what it means to be born again? Are you born again? And I looked at him like, I have no clue what you're talking about. Mm. And it was that night that he introduced me to the gospel, and I realized, and, and again, I know it doesn't happen to everybody, but it was just, I was ready. My heart was ripe, and it was like, I'm, I'm okay. Whatever it is, I need to do it. And then I began studying with him and some other people, and my life evolved from that time. Now, there's been a lot of valleys as well as climbing those mountains i've hit a lot of valleys in between but can you imagine hitting those valleys without the lord i mean the difference you know having no hope and no um no one strength to pull from i just can't even Mm. imagine that i I do a lot of we'll call motivational speaking around north america and i always tell people i said it's it's not in the really great times in life that we really learn the most it's in the difficult times it's in the storms of life that god is able to mold us into the person he wants us to be develop that character develop those qualities Mm -hmm. to develop the talents and gifts he's put inside of us and bring them out the way he wants to be able to use us correctly Mm -hmm. yeah the there's a book out there called the upside of adversity and and it in adversity as i have learned it in my walk with christ takes you from who you are to who god can use more effectively Mm. and and, but that's not always something that people embrace wholeheartedly they're like yeah i could do without the adversity part so yeah but jesus said there's gonna be you're gonna have trouble Mm -hmm. you know so okay so talk to me about unstoppable christian where did this idea come from well, it actually, a, a couple of years ago, I was in a mastermind, a group of um, business people, and we help encourage and help build each other's businesses. And it was my turn to be what's called hot seat. I get in front of this group of people, and there was only one other Christian in the room. So about 30 people, myself, one other Christian, everyone else is a, is a really good, great person that I knew, but not following the Lord. And I said, look, before I get started and start telling you about what I'm doing in business and where I need help at, if there's an area uh, that you see that becomes obvious that I should be niching my business in, I should be focusing in on, just kind of let me know. That's what I'm kind of figuring out because I know you can't speak to everybody. You got to speak to who your audience is. Mm-hmm. Within five minutes, a young man, not Christian, raises his hand says, in an Australian accent, goes, Dr. Ron, you need to be in the Christian space. And that's my best Australian accent. <laughs> and everyone chimed in and said, yes, that's where you need to be. And I was like, thank you, but I understand that I want to speak to everybody. I don't want to just limit it to Christians. Wind the clock forward a couple years later, uh, God is really speaking to me in my heart. And I'm praying one morning, and he says, you know, Ron, aren't you the person who always says that, um, here I am, Lord, use me? He said, well, I want you to move some of your business into this, into the Christian space. So that day I woke up in, in obedience, and I said, I, I will. And How did you communicate that to Johanna? How, I mean, your, your husband and wife, as you, as the Lord lays it on your heart, how did you communicate what the Lord was saying to you? I don't think I had to. Johanna is so much more sensitive than I am. She was already there. I mean, the moment I said, I need to, you know, God is telling me to move some of my business into the Christian space. And remember, this was a purely a business move. I, and I created the, the term unstoppable Christian purely as a brand. Because I said, okay, I need to take what I do, professional speaking, professional business coaching. I got to put it under a Christian umbrella. And that was what I came up with. I had lunch with a young man who had raised his hand. We stayed friends. And I said, hey, by the way, Ben, we're going to be, I'm going to be branding and moving some of my stuff over into this thing I, I created called Unstoppable Christian. We finished our lunch. About an hour later, he texts me. He says, you have no idea what you've stumbled across. 
So I was really curious. So I called him up and I go, what do you mean? Now, here's a, again, second time, God's using a non-Christian to speak into my life truth. Mm-hmm. And he says, unstoppable Christian is more than your little business. It's more than just a little thing. Unstoppable Christian is a worldwide movement. And he started talking about unstoppable Christian men's retreats and women's retreats and teens and marriages and, mm. and all different kinds of things. And I'm like, you know, you get excited and stuff like that. And then I got overwhelmed and I went, mm-hmm. absolutely, you know, in, in my head, I'm going, absolutely not. I'm not <laughs> big enough for that. That's way too mm. big of a thing. I'm getting older now. I want to just be small, keep it all was my, in my, my business philosophy. And then again, oh, hang on a second. Though. Okay, because there's a lot of people out there that are going, I've gotten messages like that from God where it seems overwhelming. But I think the point in all of that is when you start to get a vision like that is to recognize, yep, too big for you, Ron Eccles. Not a chance, Dr. Yeah. Ron Eccles, because you got that. Same. You worked hard for that. You might as well get called that. Yep, it's impossible for you to do that. But I'm a whole lot bigger than you are. Well, that that that, that was again back in my prayer life. God is saying, you know, knock knocking on that door, going, uh, Ron, did we remember our conversation before? He said, and and again, people say, well, do you actually hear God's voice? Yeah, deep inside of me, mm-hmm. I'm hearing God, ur- you know, that quiet urging inside your mind, and I'm hearing. It doesn't matter how big you are. The question is, how big do you think I am? Amen. We're talking today with Dr. Ron and Johanna Eccles. Their, their, their radio show on a weekly basis is called Unstoppable Christian. You can hear it on Saturdays right here on WTBN or on iHeartRadio at 11 o'clock in the morning Eastern. Johanna, as, as you see your husband going through this, as you see Ron getting overwhelmed with a message from God, a, a direction from God, a calling from God. How how did you come alongside of him to encourage him, and, and how were you dealing with it in your own way? It's interesting because um, God works in mysterious ways. I mean, mm-hmm. Ron is the motivational of the house. He's, the, he's like, he's always bringing me up. And because of the unforgiveness issue that I was dealing with, I always put myself down. My, my sense of self-worth was very low, like really underground low. And um, through Ron helping me out, but mostly God's work. And if you actually think about the term unstoppable Christian, I mean, if I just stop and think about it, it's like, whoa. If, if when you embrace who you are in Christ, you truly become unstoppable. You cannot be stopped. You, you become a force so strong, so pure, so powerful that it's like everybody wants to join that force and in, in you, you cannot help but just to go forward and move forward. So in my case, when when Ron started this, I was, I'm, I'm all about just bringing glory to, to, to God and spreading the gospel and all that. So I was like, wow. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's awesome. That's amazing. Um, let's do it. It's well, Jim, just scary. You know, when we first, when we first did it, this was just me, yeah. just my business. Yeah. That's all it was. It well, yeah, but, but that's not true. But that's not true. Cause you're married. So everything about you is everything her. I mean, that's the whole one thing. Well, that that's the thing is here's the amazing thing about God is that when we, we found a Salem Media Group, right? And we, we, we actually signed a contract to come and do a show. We were kind of like, wow, this is incredible. So I said, Johanna, I want you to come up there because I just want you to be there with oh, me that's funny. during the first show. And just kind of moral support. Mm-hmm. She's sitting in a chair, just like we're sitting in here today. And the conversation's going on. Jose is with us, a sound engineer. He's an incredible guy. And during one of the breaks, Jose says, okay, I'm, I've, heard your, I've heard your voice a couple of times. I've heard your wife kind of chime in, and I'm wondering, who, we don't know anything about her. Who is this woman? 
And it was right then God spoke to me and said, Ron, this is not, Unstoppable Christian is not just you. Mm-hmm. It's you and your wife. Mm-hmm. And it was like, you know, the Holy, and we just made this incredible pact with God saying the Holy Spirit is the lead every single show we're in. If it takes us off, like we discussed earlier, it takes us off in a rabbit hole, it takes us off down a rabbit hole. Wherever the Holy Spirit wants us to go, it goes. And it was that, it was that day right then, it was, you know, your wife is co-equal right with you on this. That is fabulous. And in what better place to be than when you're in unison together mm-hmm. wanting to serve the Lord. Amen. And I love for our listeners to hear that testimony so that they can be encouraged in that as well. Even if it doesn't seem like it's logical that it's what you wanted, mm-hmm. you may have never dreamed of that. Um, that is where God has you right now. And, and, you know, Martha and I talk a lot about marriage, Ron and Johanna. We, we spend a lot of time because, listen, if your marriage is a mess, it impacts your workplace. If your marriage is great, it impacts your workplace. And so we're always, for couples that are married, we're just trying to, like, how, how, to, make, how to make your marriage phenomenal so it can impact your workplace and your neighborhoods and everything in a phenomenal way. How did the two of you meet since you're from different parts of the world? Go for it, Ronald. Oh, no, 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 no. Let's have the woman's no, perspective. No, no. Johanna, come on. Story. Okay. I don't want to steal that from okay. him. Right. No, it's, uh, I, had, I had gone through a very painful divorce. I was a father of five children. My ex-wife left for another man. We were supposedly Christians. It was a very painful time in my life. And then never expecting to ever meet someone again I could ever fall in love with like that. I, I went out with a couple friends one night, a couple guys I played basketball with. And one of the guys' wives, we went up to um, northeast Philadelphia, an hour from my home. At the time, we lived in Pennsylvania to a dance club. We went out to go dancing. And here I see this beautiful, hot-looking Latina woman going up on a dance floor. And I kept saying to my buddies, man, she's really pretty. I'd like to go dance. I'd like to dance with her. And they go, go, go ahead, go ahead. And, no, 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 I'm not going to go up there and ask her to dance. I'm not going to go up there. And dance. So finally, the, the wife who was there said, come on, we're all going up. I said, we're going to look like four gay guys up there with a woman dancing. I said, so we're going to get up there and dance. We're not going to feel really comfortable. So long story short was my buddy we got us up on the dance floor and he kind of pushed me in front of her and started talking and we started dating. We went out on a couple of dates until she found out I had five kids, <laughs> and she disappeared. <laughs> I did. She did, and then uh, about a month later, I say God finally made you know woke, woke her up, and uh, thank thank God for her mother talked her talked some sense into her, and uh, she reengaged. Called me right before Christmas, the best Christmas gift I've ever received. Mm, that's awesome. So. Okay, Johanna, you see this guy coming up to dance with you on a <laughs> dance floor. I mean, you know, there's always guys. I mean, you know, I, I, I'm not that I ever got to dance because I have, I don't even have left feet. I mean, I got no feet when it comes to dance floor. What were you, what were you thinking? I mean, you were already a Christ follower at that point in time, right? I was, yeah. Okay. So you're, but what were you thinking when you saw him walk up to you? Um, to tell you the truth, I mean, he, I found myself surrounded by five people at some point. (laughs) Like, seriously, I was dancing in the middle of this circle. I'm like, okay, there was something going on here. Um, What's going on? That's how we roll in America. (laughs) And then the circle broke and he came over and nothing. I just laughed. I mean, I love to dance and um, we're just dancing. We were talking. We talked for that, that evening for like hours and I liked what I heard. I liked what I saw. Um, Ron is a very respectful, very honorable man. So it's funny because when when I was looking for a man, I prayed that I had been dating for a while and nothing was fulfilling. And I prayed. I, I mean, I prayed for an honest man, a, a man that was true first first for God and then for his family. I mean, I mean, I put every single characteristic 
that Ron embody it, and it, then I forgot to mention the kids part. So yeah, then God said, "Well, you didn't say kids, so there you go. You have five. Oh boy. So uh, so did you really disappear when you found out he had five kids? Yes, I did. Did, did you think I was making it up? Scary. Want to give her a chance to defend herself? That I was 24, 25 years old, and I was like five. Five, and they were all living with him. Now, so just to justify uh, things, I was not 24, 25. I was just turning 40 when I first met her. So it's, yeah. Wow. Okay. So now those kids are grown and gone? Yeah. Well, we have a grandchild now. Yeah. Uh, Aww, seven months, seven weeks ago, we uh, we have, we are so proud, and we are not allowed to be called grandma, grandpa. We have, we're called G Dad and G Moss, because okay. that sounds so much younger than <laughs> grandma, grandpa. <laughs> Wow. Okay. All right. So let's talk about this movement called mm-hmm. Unstoppable Christian. When the Lord laid it on your heart and you, and then confirmed it through this guy that's not a believer, like you know, I mean, you're this is the movement you need to be involved in. What does it look like? What's the driving passion behind Unstoppable Christian? Well, one of the things that I kept getting asked by this one guy and a couple other people, because, again, I do this for a, for a living with other people. It's like, you know, well, let's drill down and figure what it's all about, right? You've got to have a purpose. What is your purpose? So I spent some time praying about it and thinking about it, and it really came out of what I've been doing for so many years. In, it was to inspire, empower, and equip I think equip is really a key factor Mm -hmm. because you can inspire people, you can empower them, but if you don't equip them, then it's not as practical, right? So it's about how can we get real and get practical to help Christians become more unstoppable in their walk for Christ. Now, there's four areas of life I'm always coaching and always speaking in, and it's your health, your finances, your relationships, and your spiritual life. And spiritual is obviously the one that we got to drill down first because if you get that right, the others can be facilitated by that. So when you look at, okay, you mentioned, okay, so the three things you talk about, inspire, empower, equip, and, and there's a lot of people that are out there that will inspire you. They won't necessarily empower you, but they're not really equipped to really handle anything. We get a lot of politicians like that. Yes, we do. So you speak across the country. You've been doing that for a long time? Yeah. Well, I've been speaking professionally. You know, you, I did it for a long time without getting paid. You know, when I was a doctor, I'd speak at different places. Uh, years ago, when we lived in Sarasota, I was a member of the ski I was an announcer. We did nationals. So I spoke quite a bit before then. But to be a professional speaker and get paid is a little bit more than a decade now. So... I never asked, and I'm sorry. What's your doctorate in? I'm a chiropractor by background. I used to practice in Sarasota. I got a diplomate in orthopedics, a diplomate in neurology, and a board eligibility in sports injury, which means I was the most overeducated chiropractor in the area, but I got paid the same amount as everybody else did, right? And I couldn't charge anymore because of all those degrees. Oh, that's great. So when you look at, but but those the passion behind chiropractics, because I, you know, I, I know a lot of chiropractors who, you know, they, they get the doctorate and then they still have to go and there's still a couple more years of schooling beyond in, in order to be a, a chiropractor or a kinesiologist. I mean, there's there's a lot of study going on to do all that. Yeah, most most chiropractors, uh, and again, when I was in practice, uh, I was very critical of my own peers because I was such a, so demanding of myself. We were required to get 12 postgraduate hours a year to keep our licensure up. I used to get between 150 and 250 a oh, year. Right. And I was the exception. I mean, I was. I don't expect anybody else to do that, but I was just so passionate. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be the best at what I did because my philosophy was every patient that would come in my door was somebody's sister, somebody's brother, somebody's mother, somebody's father, somebody's son, or somebody's daughter. Mm-hmm. That's simple, and I had to be responsible for that. That's so great. as you guys have seen the Unstoppable Christian Movement get started this year with the radio show and you know, start getting traction on your Facebook page and on your website. What is your 
Well, I, and you mentioned on off the air that you've got a conference coming up yeah. in March next year, March the second, March the third, two thousand seventeen. What's that going to be all about? Well, it's, it's amazing because here's the thing: it's like I feel like Jonah. <laughs> you keep trying to run from your destiny, and God just keeps he'll he'll put you inside of the belly of a fish if he has to to get you where he wants you to go. Uh, I've been working with another group to bring a company to the U.S. And been working on it for a year and a half and really haven't been pursuing really Unstoppable Christian as far as really developing it. And all of a sudden things began to change and it's not looking as promising and it could be delayed, right? So then these other two guys who are clients of mine now start pressing me saying, Ron, your voice belongs to God. Your voice belongs in the Christian space. And he said, you are never going to be fulfilled and never happy until you're doing that. So here's the deal. Pick a date. Pick a date. We're going to do an event and that's it. So he said, and we're not going to talk about it again until you pick a date. Then we'll give you some time and we'll help you do it. Because these guys do it for a living. They have these groups and they put together on, you know, four big meetings a year. And so I picked the date. It's March 2nd and 3rd, 2017. And now we had our very first meeting with these guys to begin to unpack it. How's it going to look? Mm-hmm. What we're going to do? What's the purpose of it? What is it? You know, what are the deliverables? You know, what do we give people and why should they come? And who is it geared towards? So that was a really important thing. So we you obviously can't gear, to, you know, things towards everything. So... Uh, you know, God's been putting on my heart how to create centers of influence, how to get men and women who own businesses to, you know, and that's why I love your ministry, how to turn your business over to Christ. In other words, you might be making a lot of money, but is your business His? And is it working for His purposes? Mm-hmm. And not just that, because you mentioned something I spent a lot of my life in, build a better you, build a better business. When you build a better you, you got to get your relationships on. If your, your marriage isn't right as a Christian, nothing's ever going to be right. That's right. If, you're, if your parenting is off, nothing's going to be right. If your relationship with your parents, if there's unforgiveness in your heart, what well, like my wife talked about, then you're going to have something that's going to block you from receiving all that God wants for you. And all that comes from a better relationship with Christ. I mean, if, I, if that relationship is not working well, forget about everything else. So mm-hmm. That's the one relationship we get to work on first. It's fun to hear from you guys, to see how the Lord's working in your lives. We understand what it's like to be uh, the Lord going, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a step of faith and just watch what I do. Because it's a, it's an amazing place to be. It's also a freak-out spot. Uh, because sometimes the Lord asks you to do things, you're like, yeah, I can't do that. And he goes, that's right, you can't. I'm way bigger than you are. Hi, right, we're back in the studio today with Ron and Johanna Eccles. These guys have a radio program on WTBN right here in Tampa Bay, broadcasting around the world on iHeartRadio called Unstoppable Christian. And I really want to hear during this segment, guys, I, I promised I would let Martha ask a question. What, do, you, do you want to ask your question first? Sure. I just think that, you know, it's kind of, I'm the person that always says, but what does it really look like? You know, give me the nuts and bolts. What is what is it that you're talking about on the radio? And um, why should people be, are you hoping that people are listening to your show? Well, I, th- I think it's really interesting because from the very first show, one of the things we have made a deal with one another is that wherever the Holy Spirit leads, we go, right? So we have just been open, and it really started with uh, the, the studio here. We said to uh, Mary, the, pro- you know, the, the person who got us involved with here, and I said, listen, I need some people I want you know, that are interesting, people that are doing things in the, for the kingdom of God that might be a little bit different. And she has turned us on to some incredible people, right. and God just keeps moving and leading us into others. You know, relationships that I already had now coming back and, and, and realizing God's opening my mind up to, you know, what's going on out there. So we've had things like... Uh, We've had Mark Culligan on, 
uh, talking about how we came out of the gay mm-hmm. lifestyle for 25 years and how we, we should be as Christians reaching out and learning to love uh, the LGBT community, the lesbian, gay, transgender, and bisexuals, right? And how we can just invite them into our home or become friends with them and just be, be a, a person first, and then we can introduce them to the gospel. Uh, we've had, um, uh, on a show, we've had uh, the Tampa Bay Muslim Outreach mm-hmm. uh, talking about how he's ministering to over 45,000 Muslims in the Tampa Bay area, and his goal is to reach them all for Jesus Christ. We are just getting person after person. We're bringing up and talking about different subjects that affect people. We know, as a as a as a, as a broken people, we know it affects us, right? So we talk about marriages that are broken and how to deal with situations like that. Health, a real problem in in a Christian world because, you know, you invite people over to your house for uh, kale shakes and nobody's showing up. Right? I'm not showing up. Yeah. If it doesn't have ice cream involved you, in the shake, you have a you have a cookie and ice cream bar at your house, and there's people showing up for a fellowship. You know? That's right. Mm-hmm. All right. So, Johanna, I want to hear the woman perspective to all this because you were just supporting your husband who was going to do a radio show. And the Lord sucked you into this ministry, and you're now on the radio with him on a weekly basis. How has this impacted your life unexpectedly? The growth, the, um, the elimination of judgmentalism in, in my life. Like Ron mentioned earlier, I used to be one of those believers that would see a gay person and would judge or would see a person with a burqa, a woman with a burqa, and would judge. I, I, I was that woman, but by speaking, by listening, by realizing through the Holy Spirit that they are people and that they are loved by God in spite of their choices, in spite of whatever, they're people and their creations by Him, and, and He loves them, so who am I? Who am I not to love them? That has been the most important thing. And and it is amazing, and it is humbling when we recognize how judgmental the the church has been, isn't it, Martha? Well, it is, and I think the key there to what you just said, I really want our listeners to hear because it's the same thing that Jim and I experience is that we are not here as experts. We're learning (laughs) alongside of our listeners. Mm -hmm, So what you're saying is by having somebody in the studio with you sharing their story, you were impacted. Mm -hmm. So you know that the people listening also had the opportunity to be impacted. And so many times we'll say that, you know, we don't want to come across as though we are an authority on a message. It's just what God's teaching us or has has recently taught us or that we're learning alongside our listeners. And so I think that's such an encouragement to hear that, you know, it's impacting you as well. And um, that's why it, it's so meaningful. And, and that's what makes great radio as we learn, as we live our faith out on the radio and we, and we get to experience things. But it, it is so encouraging to see our own hearts and minds transformed by God as we get to interview people and get to hear these stories. And it is fun. You know, and that's really what I work for him is all about is to help everybody out there that calls themselves a Christ follower. They call themselves a Christian. Hopefully they are Christ followers to recognize that the people they work alongside are amazing creations of God. Everybody's got a sin issue. Some sin issues are easy to spot and some are not. But that doesn't matter. Jesus died for all of us. He didn't he when he ran into somebody, he he didn't judge him saying, "Well, I can't be your friend until you, you know, leave your sinful mm-hmm. lifestyle." He befriended them and then said, "Go, sin no more. Just just get out of that lifestyle, whatever that lifestyle might have been." And and, and that's what's so important in our workplaces to recognize that we may be the only Jesus our coworkers and employees may ever meet. What kind of Jesus are you? 
are you the real Jesus or are you that religious Jesus that, that people think is the real Jesus? But it's not true. We are a representation of our Heavenly Father in our workplaces and on the radio for the four of us. As you look at, there's a lot of people listening today, they're going, but you guys are all radio people. You guys get to do, get to say and talk about whatever you want to talk about. There is room for quality, impactful, focused radio around the globe. I mean, radio is one of the greatest mediums out there because literally this signal travels 150 miles in almost every direction. It's probably 130 miles in every direction. It's unbelievable. I don't know if you would look like you were going to say something. Well, no, I do. and it's not just signal anymore. It's right. beyond that. I mean, the, the once the word is out there, the um, it's it's available on you know all so many forms of electronics and technology. Yeah, our our that, podcasts are being listened to around the globe, and so it's not about us. It never was about us. But as you guys started to recognize, Ron and Johanna, as you started to recognize, wow, this thing is way bigger than me. This is this unstoppable Christian thing is way bigger than than me. How, as a couple, have you guys better prepared yourselves for what's ahead that you don't know about yet? How are you guys working to make your marriage stronger in preparation for whatever it is that's the unknown ahead of you? Yeah, well, one of the things, and I'm going to start out only because I, I absolutely, because I teach this all the time, you're either, you're either reactive or you're proactive. And I believe one of the greatest challenges to most people in life, but especially in marriages, and I'm going to blame this on men more than I am women. Men are more reactive. We wait till something happens and then we try to fix it. Rather than saying, how can I love my wife more? How can I build a better marriage? One of the clear foundations for what I do with people and what Johanna and I believe in is to get a clear vision of what you want something to be. So we have a clear vision of what our marriage is going to be like. Uh, all the way to I'm 105 and I'll make her in her 90s. And we work it backwards. How do we develop that today? Every word I say, every text I send, every touch that we have between one another, every communication, every ability to forgive one another and to reconcile, all is incredibly important in building a strong marriage because we know that when we step out into God's kingdom to do something great that he's calling us to do, the enemy is going to step up the level of heat and attack on us. All right, no fair, Johanna. You were just talking in the background there. Go ahead and say what you said. What was that one word, super powerful word? Intentional. Intentional. What do you mean by intentional? Everything that we do towards each other is intentional. Like Ron mentioned, the text messages, the, the, the I'm sorry. The, even even though we know we were right and you were wrong. No, I'm sorry. I was the one at fault. Oh, but you know what? And also, in regards to that, I have... I came to this aha, this realization that he put in, in my heart that a marriage is not a marriage of two, it's a marriage of three. Amen. And when we realize that, we we give God the 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 space, the center, the foundation of our marriage, mm. and we realize that it's not about the two of us, it's not about myself, it's not about Bron, it's not about his kings or my 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 qualities, it's about everything pointing out towards God. Notice you got my kinks and her qualities. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably it's pretty typical true. in most marriages. No, we, we all have our kinks, Johanna. Yeah, we all have our yeah. kinks. So it is, when you look at your radio show, as, as it has developed from February until today, what do you see as, one of the, what's the Lord done that you didn't expect him to do in Unstoppable Christian? 
What, what did you? What, what has he done that you just like? Well, I had no idea that was coming. Listen, I, I started out unstoppable Christian to talk about business and in, in the areas that I really spend my life. In other words, you know where my wheelhouse is located, and God has taken me way outside of that wheelhouse. He's like, no, no, Ron. There's a lot of bigger problems in the church. We want to start un. We want to start exposing it and unpacking how we can actually solve problems and address them. Like. Uh, Again, there's a lot of wonderful churches out there that are addressing the LGBT community, but there's very few. And, it's very, and in fact, you start talking about divorce and people start turning away. Churches are, in, in my opinion, in general, ill-equipped to deal with some of the real messy stuff out there. And they, and they don't want to address it from the pulpit because it's not interesting or it's not the sexy stuff people want to hear about. I think if you opened up a church tomorrow and said, listen, we're going to talk about the messy things in society. We're going to talk about... Uh, sexual sin. We're going to talk about divorce. We're going to talk about g- our kids, and we're and we're going to talk about this messy stuff that that the society is experiencing. That church would be packed from wall to wall with people who just want to hear yes. truth. Yeah, we we want to hear the truth about the things that are real in our lives, and not that we're not hearing that in church. It's just that there are a lot of things that people are not openly discussing that we really need to delve into and deal with. And that's one of the beautiful things about radio is it gives you that opportunity to do that in an environment where people can kind of soak it in, and you don't know where the listeners are at. And we are so thankful for our listeners and just pray as we do every day before the show, that something that is said on the airwaves will make a difference and make an impact in their life and just help them to think about things from a more godly perspective and how God wants that to impact their lives. You know, in the 30 seconds before the break, Ron, you've got this this event coming up, the 2nd and 3rd of March. What's one thing that you really think is going to come out of that event? Well, it's based upon what you just talked about in this book. It's about Ephesians uh, 20. I'm sorry, Ephesians... Now I just went blank on it. But, That's uh, all right. So it's in Ephesians. It's in Ephesians uh, 3, 20, and 21. Mm-hmm. That, and it's going to be called immeasurably more. How God can do immeasurably mm. more than you and I ever asked or imagined. That's what this event is about. It's about allowing God to come in and work in us and put our lives so, totally Jesus-centered. We're talking today with Ron and Johanna Eccles about their show, their radio show, Unstoppable Christian, the movement that they're in charge of, that the Lord has placed on their hearts called Unstoppable Christian. Yeah, so one of the things I would really like our listeners to hear as we um, end up today is to just hear from you, Johanna, as far as what have you experienced that by doing the radio and being submissive and willing um, to the Lord's leading, what have you experienced that you never would have imagined? Yeah. Mm. Okay, so (laughs) when we started the show... um, Ron shared earlier how it how was it that I started speaking I am not a speaker and the problem with the problem with myself is that I compare myself with Ron and mm. he's so oh gosh he's perfect when he speaks he's he has this skill and I compare because that's what we women do mm-hmm. we look at the mirror and we don't see the qualities we don't see the pretty stuff it's like, oh i don't like this don't like those don't like this she looks prettier than me she's better she's whatever so that is the most important thing i i think i'm i'm coming out of my shell and and i am embracing the gifts that he has given me Amen. one by one awesome um, yeah. well and you have a beautiful accent so it's fun to listen uh, to you <laughs> I love it. So and, and yeah, I see coming out of your shell. Like I haven't seen any problems except for when I put that 30 seconds on you said, "Hey, get it out of here in 30 seconds." <laughs> when you guys look at the future, where God is taking the unstoppable Christian movement. What do you think's next, Ron? 
You know, that's, it's very humbling to even guess that. And it really, in my heart, it, I don't care. I just mm. want to be in his will. Like, whatever he wants, he can have. Now, I do have a vision. I do see Unstoppable Christian growing to be incredibly powerful to really change people's lives. I see it as a worldwide movement. I see people gathering together in stadiums and worshiping God together, men events, women events, marriages, uh, concerts. I, I see all that as a possibility, but I also want to remain in a place to say, God, if it's your will, let it be done. If it's not, I don't care. Whatever you want, I want. And so, uh, I mean, the way we're starting right now is moving into business to, to raise some money to support it, because right now it's, it's all funded through our pockets. And, and our first event will really help solve that from a business standpoint. You, you find that the Lord does that often where he says, okay, let's just see how much you're really willing to be obedient. Are you willing to put your money, your money, mm-hmm. where your mouth is? Mm-hmm. And once I see that you're willing to put your money where your mouth is, then I'll show you what I've really got in store. Because yeah. it's, it's that obedience. Thing. It's like, Abraham, I want you to go. Where do I want you to go? Head that direction. I want you to go to Canaan. Where? Just go. I mean, it just, it's, it's just, it's a tough deal. Tough deal. Johanna, what was, what, where do you see it? And you're a woman, you hear from the voice of God differently than us men. Where do you see Unstoppable Christian going? Empowering women. Empowering women to become um, the wonderful, powerful warriors that, that we are in His glory. And, and for them to, to be submissive. And I know this word submissive has such a negative connotation in our society, but I was discussing with Ron yesterday um, that when I started following him, he started equipping me with me um, following my husband Mm -hmm. in, in, in what God was doing through him. It's not my decision. It was willingly obedience that God installed in my heart. And something that I was I wanted to say in regards to this book, many people don't follow Jesus because they think they have so many rules to follow. But the thing is that when you decide to follow Jesus, he, he installs in you the desire to follow him and then willingly follow him Amen. in any way. Ron and Joanna, thank you so much for being on the air today. Thanks so much for sharing from un- about Unstoppable Christian. It was great having you guys here today. Thank you. All right, you can find out lots more about Ron and Johanna online, Martha Canthe, at UnstoppableChristian.com. Or on Facebook, Unstoppable Christian Worldwide. You've been listening to the I Work For Him radio program with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. As we've talked today with Ron and Johanna Eccles about Unstoppable Christian, make sure you check them out. Make sure you try to listen in when you can. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers, and we own our own business, but ultimately, I work for him. him.